Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. And it's also brought to you by BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash CogDis. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash CogDis for 10% off your first month. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 594. Of cognitive, we are creeping up, buddy. Yeah, getting close, getting close. Getting to awfully huge, close. Huge, 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 huge. Six hundredth episode, Tom. This week, uh, I wanted to talk to you about something. So, this last week, I was <clears throat> I was a weekend, and I was reading the news like I do. I do every day, yeah, you know. Right. Like I know you do too. You you just read the news, and I I, I spend about a half an hour to forty five minutes every day just looking at the news. Um, and I was reading the news, and a, a story came up, and the headline read something like, and it was from Rolling Stone, right? So it's right. from, I, yeah, it's from what our, I think is a reputable organization. Yeah. 700,000 copy distribution on Rolling Stone. They, you know- They have people, done some good have, journalism. And they, have, the past, and they yeah. have journalism, people who clearly get paid to be journalists. These right. aren't like, mm-hmm. I'm not putting in time to, you know, submit a blog post. You know right. what I mean? Like right. this, is a, this is a company yeah. that hires journalists. So the, the post was- uh, Waiting room full of ivermectin overdoses in uh, in Oklahoma can't service gunshot victims. Something something like along that, those right? lines. Yeah. And I I thought it was funny. It right. made me laugh. The first thing I, I I was like, oh, that's that's actually really funny. Like it's a funny line. The way the 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 uh, the way it was written it was funny. And so I thought oh, I'll just make a quick joke about it. And so I took a picture of it. I didn't want to post the story. The story, to be honest, the story, uh, the reason why I do that is so that more people can see it. Because the way Facebook works, it- yeah, If you post a post, link. post a link, most of the time, it, nobody sees it. Right. But if you post a picture of the story and then a link to the story or whatever, then people will- it, People see it. The more people see it. And I just like, I'm like, oh, it'll be funny. So I, I want to make a joke and I want right. people to hear it. I don't want to make a joke to myself because I already thought it was funny. Right. So I, why, why make why make a joke to an audience of one? So I posted it on Facebook. And I basically said, like, this is the most American headline I've ever seen or something like that. And hilariously, another guy who I follow, this James Fell guy, posted pretty much the exact same thing that I oh, did. Oh, really? Like four hours later. That's really great. Pretty much oh, the exact oh. same thing. Like, oh, uh, uh, Siri, tell me what the most American thing you can imagine. And he posted this thing. Okay. Anyway. All right. So later that day, somebody comes on my podcast on my Facebook feed. And this is another podcaster. She pipes in and says, just so you know, that the story's fake. Oh. And I said, fake. And so I go back to the story. And now instead of the story itself, the beginning of the whole story is two full paragraphs in italics that explains that a doctor claimed this, mm-hmm. but the doctor hasn't worked for this, the 
company, this this hospital for a while. And oh, Rolling Stone never bothered to even pick up the phone to call the hospital to find out. They didn't out. vet their source. They didn't vet their source. And I was actually very upset by this because like, like unlike unlike what we talk about where you, you know, when you're when you're just fucking with your Facebook feed and you're like, oh man, what's right. that? I'll share this. Uh I essentially did what we do in the show. I found a story outside of Facebook world. Right. I was looking for news at the time. Right. My mind was set on looking at news. I read the story fully before I posted it. You've, you, you, I you did had a trustworthy all the source. I did all the things that I would normally do for this show. Right. And even making a joke about it and then posting it, right? So I make a joke and I share it. Right. Just like I did on this show. So I did essentially did the show for one. Right. For one tiny moment. And what happened was is immediately it got fucking, it, it, within a day. I mean, it was within a day it was called out that the Rolling Stone went that back on it. <clears throat> Their original tweet had 6,500 retweets. The correction tweet had 251. Yeah, see, that's the... And it makes me furious because it makes, it makes, one, it makes the story about ivermectin look bad, right? Because the story about ivermectin that we're hearing for, for most people is, it's terrible if you overdose on it. People are taking sometimes very large doses of this and they are overdosing and they are sure. hurting themselves. They're taking it prophylactically instead of getting a vaccine. Some people are taking it after they get COVID and getting, you know, still that's yep. doing nothing because it's not proven as a COVID, as an effective COVID cure. Yep. So there's and, all- And they're spreading a message too to other people that there is a treatment that is effective for COVID. Yeah. When in fact, this is not one of the effective treatments right. for COVID. Right. So they're they're- in addition to the, the harm they're doing to themselves, they're damaging an overall narrative yeah. that just perpetuates other people getting sicker yep. and sicker. Yeah. So it's, but it, you're right. And, it, and so there's all these problems with the harm of that. But it's so frustrating that a source of journalism that you would hope would be somebody who would be, you know, I mean, and I know I'm probably going to get a message from somebody. First, I'm, gonna get, I'm probably going to get a couple messages. One will probably be something like, oh, come on, you believe that? And like, yeah. A lot of people believed it. Yeah. That's not the craziest fucking headline I heard in the whole year. And if you're going to send me that message, what you're basically saying is I'm smarter than you. Right. I'm smarter than you. How could you be so fucking stupid? You know, to all those people, don't send that message because that's a shitty, stupid message to say. It's a right. dumb message. Right. It's a dumb message to be like, I'm way smarter than you. How could you be so dumb? Right. Uh, in the last two years, yeah, if you would have, if, if I would have just transported to now and you were to list like 15 of the top headlines we talked about, <laughs> tell me how many you would guess, right? right? Were actually headlines. Yep. You wouldn't be able to. That's one thing. But also, you know, I understand there's also this idea too that it's not just, the, what's implied in that, in that headline is it's not just ivermectin overdoses. It's also these hospitals are full of COVID people. Well, right. That's, that's why that, that headline would sound believable, right? Is that there are, I mean, in, in, in city after city, the reports coming in are that ICU beds are getting more and more yeah. scarce. Yeah. That these hospitals are filling to a level of capacity that is daunting the system and, and creating real problems again. I mean, again, and there are parts of this country where they're beginning to ration care. You and I were talking before yeah. the show, I, I believe it was in Idaho. I read a story that they are beginning to ration care. Yeah. There, there was a story I read this week about a man who had uh, kidney stones who was unable to secure a, a space in an ICU and ended up dying. Yeah. So there are, it, it rhymes with sure. other things that are happening sure. in a way that is not on its face unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, the other problem too, I think, when people, when people push 
and try to try to make fun of you for something like that. It makes you, it, it certainly made me feel this. You know, that that need to dig your heels in right. and show yeah. that you were right at least somehow. At least somehow I for was sure. right. Yeah. It makes right. you it's 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 one of those things that like I was embarrassed by. Right. I was embarrassed that I shared this thing. I was embarrassed that, and I've been embarrassed on our show in the past when we've shared things that have come out to be not true. I've been embarrassed by that because what I don't want to be is somebody who is spreading false information. That's literally why I started right. the show. Yeah, I like, I, it's literally I why I started the show, right? <clears throat> so, like, there's no, there's no world where I would just look in the rearview mirror at that and be like, oh, no, that's fine. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm super hard on myself for that. Right. And I feel like, I feel like it, the, the one thing I want to get across is, you know, I feel like I need to double check everything I do now. But and I don't even know how you would double check. That. I feel like I feel like one of the things you have that to I find a corroborating because they're like yeah. The problem is like news stories, they piggyback on sure. other news stories and slap their own yeah credential yeah. on them. It's tough, and it, and and what sucks is I did all the same things that I do for the show. Yeah, and so. I guess what I guess one of the reasons why I want to say this too is like there's going to be times I think guaranteed that we're going to mess up. I will be embarrassed by it. I'll be genuinely embarrassed by it. But I know the way the news cycle works. Yeah, we're going to be embarrassed by well, it. Well, it's going to have to. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think a couple of things about that are important to note too. Is that um, th the first and most important thing I think is that when when anybody makes a mistake, be it you in the, in the sharing yeah. or Rolling Stone in the writing and the lack of vetting and the poor journalism, it, a good source, I would not throw Rolling Stone away, right? Yeah. Because they did the thing that they're supposed to do. Now, hopefully they fired that guy. I don't know if they fired yeah, that guy, know, right? Man. But they retracted it. They did not double down. Yeah. When you look at notoriously unreliable sources of news like Epoch Times Newsmax. Yeah. They they double down. When things are shown to be wrong, they'll eliminate it, right? They'll just delete it off their website rather than... Sure. You know, rather than try to, like, uh, retract it and say, yeah. hey, we got these things wrong. This is how it happened. Yeah, yeah, these corrections yeah, yeah. are important. I think... I know I have made mistakes. I've, I, I mean, I do a lot of the sourcing of the stories for this show, and you and I have sat together, and you've been like, this actually turns out not to be true. Yeah. Hey, having somebody else in your corner to sort of that's trustworthy, that's intellectually sure. honest, that can bounce things back and forth with you, I think is an important part of being a good news consumer at this yeah. point. You yeah, know? I think you're right. If we're all trying to do it 100% ourselves, we will all make some mistakes. Yeah. We will. Yeah. The system is rigged against us in that regard because the system is rigged to create information designed to be shared. Create a buzz. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I do think, and I was thinking about this because I, I did see your uh, correction on Facebook. And then I, I typed a response. I deleted it because I didn't want it to sound the wrong way. I was thinking about this, like maybe we should stop reading and sharing shares. You know what I mean? Like maybe that is a bad way for us to get and give news. And so long as the incentive, and and I, I know that I'm not going to reach enough people to make a difference on the show, but like, so long as the incentive for journalism is to create shares, to create buzz, to have that yeah, yeah, viral yeah. movement, yeah. that disincentivizes careful journalism. It sure. just does by its nature. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if as consumers, we can't boycott that process. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just say, I I am going to remove myself from that process yeah. because I don't think that it 
you know, at least for myself, I've been thinking about this a little bit over the last couple of days. I don't know that that like comports with my values. Sure. So it's like, I, you know, some people don't buy me because it doesn't comport with their values. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that's part of the problem is yeah. that the, the information ecosystem is designed to be voluminous. Yeah first mm-hmm. and accurate second. Sure, sure. And I think I think you're right. I think especially when it comes to those headlines. Yeah. You know, it's impossible to consume news nowadays without some sort of clickbaity headline. Yeah. All oh, of it has yep. clickbaity headlines. And then you get into the story and sometimes you're completely shocked. You're like, well, that doesn't really feel like, it feels like you picked the most salacious part of this to get me in here. And it's really kind of mel- milk toast when I get in. Yeah. Um, but I've and I've noticed that a lot, right? But those stories don't get shared. It's the, you know, it's the ones that, you know, really I think sort of skirt that truth that that just like with this, right. it skirted the truth. And it the way it was also worded, I will say the way the the way the headline was worded probably should have given me some pause anyway because it says doctor says. And what I should have been like, well, what the fuck? Who's the doctor and right. why? And I should have paused a little bit. It's my fault too. You know what? That's but that's a lesson to learn and I wouldn't think about that, but I think that's well, I think as a rule of thumb, it might be wise to say, okay, well, any headline that relies in its writing on hearsay yeah. probably is not something w- I, I, I I want to trust. Yeah, wait wait until it gets corroborated. Right, yeah. 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 yeah it also occurs to me that, you know, the social media companies that have the incentive to create that buzz, when, when you said like the original had, what do you say, like 6,500 6, retweets. retweets. It, was only, it was only on Twitter, I saw. So. And a couple of hundred retweets on the correction. Yeah. It would be a matter of, if if the goal of social media companies was to, at least in part, um, be a, a partner in truth, right? Um, they would be really easy to say, oh, you shared this one time? I'm going to put a notification to the correction in your notifications bar. Any story that then later is retracted or has a correction, yeah. I should get a notification. Oh, you know what? All of a sudden, I can reach the same number of people sure. or or many yeah, of the those same people, people right? who shared it at least. But I think it's intentional that that stuff doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Structurally, yeah. we could create you know, technological elements that pull that information back yeah. and allow for some kind of correction to the machine. Yeah. But it it's it's not... The goal is the goal of churn. Sure. You know? They want ad revenue. Right. They want ad revenue, and they're happy to get it. The one thing, too, that I noticed was a lot of people that I put, when I posted this, after I posted this, a bunch of people posted and commented on it and said, I didn't go back to that story. Thank you for posting this. Yeah. And I wouldn't have gone back to that story if someone hadn't yeah. notified me of that. And that's the problem with those corrections. Like, I, I wonder if, like, there's got to be some, yeah, better way uh, to like, get yeah, it. Like yeah, like if I click on a story, like fucking Facebook and Flipboard, yeah. they all know I clicked on fucking it. Fucking A. So why can't they send me a notification? Yeah. I'll get knife fucking ads for the rest of my life because right. I looked up knives on my phone. Exactly. exactly. You know, and exactly. so the same thing. It's like, yep. you know what I clicked on, asshole. Yep. You know? <laughs> so. they, could just, they could just tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But anyway. Can surveillance ever work for us? I know. Us? It never works for us. Come, get Snowden on this. <laughs> Texas bites, Texas bites, Texas jump up and bite my ass. Texas bites, Texas bites, Texas jump up and bite my ass. Texas bites, Texas bites, Texas jump up and bite my ass. P I T E A S S, Texas jump up and bite my ass. Texas sucks. This story comes from NPR.org. Fact check, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's misleading remarks on the state's abortion law. 
So I, I watched the video and listened to exactly what he said. And it's fucking awful. Cecil, do you want to just play it? Yeah, let's just because play Because I, I, I want to make sure that we don't sure, let's pull just this play. monstrous let's bullshit just out of context. Governor, regarding the heartbeat film, why force a rape or incest victim to carry a pregnancy to prison? Uh, it doesn't require that at all because uh, obviously uh, it provides uh, at least six weeks uh, for a person uh, to be able to uh, get an abortion. And so for one, it doesn't provide that. That said, however, let's make something very clear. Rape is a crime and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure that we eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out and uh, arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. Why did he wait till now, Tom? Yeah, uh, Cecil. Why did he wait till now? Why? I mean, I mean, you know. Thank you. Could could you have done it before? Maybe it, it's such a stupid fucking thing to say <laughs> that when I watched it, I st- it was one of those like stare at the screen like, and like, your head like a dog, right? And and he says it with that like rising cadence and conviction of, I just had an idea and I'm going to tell it to you thunderously and you shall applaud. And I'm like, that's your fucking moment. That's your Your moment moment is, well, here's our plan guys. Now we're going to go, everybody who's a rapist or might be a rapist in the future. Please raise your hand. What if you've all been arrested? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Sorry, this is the minority Who feels report. stupid now? Tom Cruise comes walking right. out behind him. Sorry, you're all going to have okay. to go with me. <laughs> a bunch of bald albino ladies in a pool <laughs> said you were going to rape somebody next year. <laughs> they all had this weird fever dream together. And they said, you're going to rape somebody next year. I have to kill you before you do it. Um, wow. Oh, I, you got six weeks. Yeah, too. six yeah. weeks. Well, that's what I was going to mention was... What if your dad is the one who's raping you and you can't get to the place in time? What? And then when you do finally go get the abortion and you know, cause it's like you're in your first trimester at the end of it and Billy down the street sees it. And then he sues the abortion, the place that was going to take care of it for you. Right. Because he can't sue you, right? He can't sue right. the woman. Yep. No. And he, yeah, I don't think he can sue the dad who raped her or not. Well, yeah, but if he I'm helps her get the abortion, but he can. I, but well, let's say she's getting it without his consent, right? right? Then he, she goes there. They can sue the Uber driver. They can sue the guy who yep. opened the door. The guy who put her in the in the wheelchair to bring her in. They could sue the company, the charity that she wound up getting the money from. They wanted. They could sue the doctor, the fucking parking lot where they had to park. They could sue all kinds they of sue everybody. People. And so and so this is a, so it disincentivizes. Not the person going to get the abortion, you fuck. Do I have to explain this to a governor? I, it no, dis- you don't. It disincentivizes the people giving the abortions to give yeah. abortions. L- literally, he doesn't believe this either, right? Yeah. Because it's not like the it's not like nobody's ever explained him. Look, if if I get raped on, well, if if somebody gets raped on Monday, January the first. They cannot go out Monday, January the 1st and take a pregnancy test and find out they're pregnant. So the clock has not started the day that you were raped. You don't have six weeks. If you had six weeks, you would have six weeks from the event to make your decision and find a provider or make your appointments. It's also not like you show up to Planned Parenthood and you're like, oh, I'd like an abortion today. It's an appointment like any other doctor's office. You go, you make an appointment, you come back for that appointment when the appointment is taking place. That's in a normal world. Sure where things work. I don't know how it is in fucking, well, in Texas now, there is no boy. But if you get fucking raped on Monday, January the 1st, you don't have six weeks. You don't, you can't even take a pregnancy test that's going to show you're pregnant for a couple of weeks. Yeah. 
and you might not miss, and you're processing this fucking horrible traumatic event. You might not, it might not even fucking occur to you. You might not have access to, uh, or money or dry. There's a million reasons why you don't actually have yeah. a six week time right, span. Right, right. And AOC took him to task on yeah, this. Yeah, I want to read this really quick. This is her tweet. She said, she said, if Governor Abbott is anti-rape as he claims, why doesn't he just lead the Texas state state legislator to pass a law for $10,000 bounties on people who engage in or aid sexual assault? Or is he opposed because that slippery slope vigilantism where men could be unjustly targeted? <laughs> like, There's a video brilliant. too of her like being like, I don't think he understands how biology works. Yeah. You don't have six weeks. That's yeah, fucking insane. Well, and yeah, she also, she said that too. She yeah. said, she said, you know, most women, they, they wind up skipping because they, they wind up missing their period because of a multitude a million of things or nothing at all. Right. Yep. And that happens. That just happens. And so like, like the idea that you're going to, you're going to measure it off of that anyway. You know, if you're going to be so fucking precise as to fucking sue somebody on how long it was, you know, six weeks, if that's your hard deadline, you need a better system than the current system we have, which is, you know, going off the last period. Yeah. It, the, you know, we, there is no way to know with complete scientific surety. Right. Right. It, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And like, I do love your point. Like, well, why, why do you have rapists at all? Yeah. Why if this is, was why, always in your power? Yeah, exactly. You're just like, eh, eh. It's the God problem, yeah, right? Exactly. The God, the God, God's like, exactly. eh, I just let evil happen. Yeah, I just, I, I like bone cancer. Eh, yeah. I think the bone I cancer could, is fine. I am yeah. both omnipotent and omnibenevolent. Yeah. But also the world is full of terror. Yeah, I just want to say sometimes you need a little terror in your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, it, it's, it's such a shitty thing to say, but the, the worst part is all those mouth breathing shitheads oh, behind him that clapping, clap, they clap. They just oh, you're going to get clap. all the rapists. Oh, good. Get all you. the ones that haven't raped yet, yeah. but might rape yeah. tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get them as get soon them as all. they're born. Get them all. Get the. Yeah. Hello. Mrs. Over. Yes, this is Mrs. Over. This is Ed Macias calling from the airport. There's some trouble on your husband's flight. We don't know how serious it is yet, but Steve McCroskey thought you'd want to get down here right away. Yes, I'll be right down. I've got to go to the airport. You can let yourself out the back door. There's juice in the refrigerator. All right, so... Uh, fuck me, man. Here's the world we live in. This is blockclubchicago.org. QAnon conspiracy theorists harass Northwest Side Hospital that rejected unproven ivermectin treatment for COVID patient. Whoo! These headlines, Cecil. Mm. <clears throat> These headlines. This is like in our neck of the woods. This is at an Amita Health uh, in Chicago. Yeah. And so they are they are following the science, right? Sure. So the doctors have an obligation to follow the science to 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 prescribe medicines and to perform the duties of care that as closely as possible hew to best practices and the scientific you know findings of the medical right. world and there are right. problems in that system and everyone knows it yeah but ivermectin has literally no substantiated evidence no. of working for covid none there's no reason to yeah. use it any more than anything else sure it showed initially in some small scale, like cellular trials that like huge amounts of it were 
effective, but lots of things in huge amounts were effective in cellular trials right. against COVID. There is no evidence at all in any of the human yeah. studies that have been done that ivermectin is any better than Pepsi. Sure. It's, it's, it's later. There's no difference. Yeah. That it, so, but now people have it in their fucking heads, man. It's the Joe Rogan problem. Yeah. They got in their fucking heads that, well, why not try it? Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, have you ever, have you ever had a medicine that didn't have any side effects listed? I don't the thing I don't I mean even aspirin has fucking side effects. But it, like you might not get yeah. any, right? Like like my wife and I are polar opposites. You could give me I I am fairly convinced at this point that you could give me high doses of chemo and I'd be like fine. I remember like taking uh, huge amounts of of steroids and then going to bed and I was telling my my doctor and she's like you can sleep like if you take it like when you take them I'm like oh I take them at night. She's like you take them at night it doesn't bother you to sleep I'm like nothing no, Nothing can my stop dad's the same sleep. way. Yeah, like, yeah. my dad is like, yeah, give me a fucking bunch of medicine. I can't even tell I took it. Yeah. If you, like, wave cough syrup, like, around my house, my wife falls asleep. Yeah. Like, she gets every side effect. Sure, Like, sure. some people are, but there's no drugs I've ever even heard of that are just like, ah, there's no side effects. Yeah. Well, and, you know, what, what ivermectin is, is a fucking parasite control. It's for parasites. Right. And... The reason why people are calling it horse dewormer, and I want to I want to clear this up. There is a human version of ivermectin, yes. yep. and it and I don't know exactly how close it is to the horse version or whatever. But the reason why it people are going to the fucking horse barn or farm, farm and fleet, fleet yeah. or the fucking whatever big R or whatever they're going to, the reason why they're doing that is because they can't get a real prescription to it. Merck is the company that has a prescription for human doses and human human drugs. I have no idea how close the human and the animal is, but I, I read several things where there were several doctors saying, you should never, ever take animal drugs, period. Because animal drugs are not controlled in the same way the human drugs are controlled. Yeah. We, don't, we well, don't pay as much attention to those drugs. Well, think about like, you've got cats, I've got cats, I've had dogs. Like if you look at cat and dog food, it says not fit for human consumption. Yeah, yeah. They they take even in the high quality stuff. A lot of times they take all the bits and bobs that you know we didn't pass muster for people to eat, yeah. and they grind them up and feed them to our animals and our pets and stuff. Yeah, it they're they're not in the same. The, the levels of control are not the same, and also the dosages dosages are huge. It's yeah. when it comes to horses. Man, I'm a big guy. Yeah. I ain't a fucking exactly. horse. No, Jesus. Yeah. And that and that's the that's the thing is people are taking they're winding up taking these things that are made for for horses. There was a woman who posted on one of these. I saw a tweet today where there was a Facebook clipping of a woman posting on somewhere trying to tell other people how they could take the horse version. Oh, take a hundred, take take this many grams per hundred kilograms of your body weight. Don't take any more. Well, you heard it put on it Facebook. In, it must it be in, good medical advice. Put it advice. in applesauce and take yeah, it right. with that. To slip it into the hospital and get it to your friend. Oh my You'll God. See Are you serious? Yeah, no, absolutely. How to get it past the hospital, Gary? Bring oh it into God. the hospital and feed it to your friend and you'll see how quickly they, they turn around or but the thing is, is like, nobody's going to fucking count it if they don't turn around, right? Nobody's, there's not anybody out there who's going to be like, well, that fucking killed that person because right. they're already in for COVID. So, you know, whatever. And if they get better, you're not going to blame the fucking, the, the the treatment that they're getting that is different than this horse paste that they're ingesting with fucking applesauce. Dude, I can't even keep up anymore. Do they I, have to I, wear a hat though, Tom, that cuts their ears <laughs> out? That's what I want to know. Oh. Do they have to wear the cute donkey oh, they, hat? They should have they to. Should if have they don't, to, they should. Like the Eeyore hat or whatever, where you have to wear like the donkey hat. If you take ivermectin, I think you should have, I think ivermectin should come with one of those hats. 
It should oh. come with one of the, and Joe Rogan should have to wear a hat with his ears poking out the side. I think the hospital, if they do give it to you, should feed you with a feed bag. Feed bag. They should you 100%. You have to eat it with yep. a feed bag. Feed bag. And if you don't get back in your bed, they get to hit you with a crop. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, I, I, this ivermectin stuff is just, it blows me away, man. How is anybody supposed to keep up at this point with what the lunatics believe, right? They, they, they believe that the vaccine is a bad thing to take and one of the rationales that is that is oft cited is, oh, it's unproven. Oh, it's unproven. And, you know, I know. And then then they're like, well, but take this ivermectin. And you're like, what? And then, oh, you gotta, you gotta sneak it into the hospital. So wait, the doctors at the hospital, there's like a conspiracy of doctors trying not to give you effective medicines. But when you were sick, you went to the hospital in the first place. <laughs> None of it. I like. It literally, I might, like. I literally. might fucking feel like I'm None like heating it. up and ready to explode. None of inside. it makes any sense. None of it, all the logical leaps make no sense. And you're right. But but again, this is a pixie choosy thing because all the ivermectin people are now pointing to studies, like you said, in small petri dishes or whatever, right. where it was effective. And there, and even Joe Rogan is quoting it because again, Joe Rogan was called a fucking schmuck by a million people uh -huh. because he's a schmuck and he and he said he he did. He did a bunch of other stuff, but tell me which one you remember. It's uh, the ivermectin. Yep, yep. And so everybody's talking about how he did ivermectin and now he's feeling better. And so now he's digging his heels in because everybody says that's super irresponsible, Joe. You're a fucking, you're a voice of a lot of people, whether you like it or not, yep. you like it. Trust me, you he like it. love it. You are a voice of that, that speaks to a lot of people. You need to be more responsible than that. Well, and his fucking bullshit uh, defense. He says something. Oh, it is for people. I don't know why they're calling a horse. It's, it's super disingenuous, right? He says something, and I'm paraphrasing, but only a little. He says something. Oh, they they're all calling it horse paste, but it's approved for use in people too. And the guys who who figured out it was useful for people, they won a Nobel Prize in yeah. 2015. Sure, that's true. But they figured out it was useful for fucking river blindness yeah. caused by parasites and some other thing. Like head lice yeah. caused by again, which is a parasite. It, you can win a Nobel Prize. For curing cancer, that doesn't mean that the cancer drug cures AIDS. Yeah, sure. That's, like, why would you think? What? That's not even relevant. Yeah. Lobotomy won a fucking Nobel Prize. Right. Well, fuck <laughs> off. Uh, I just think I just think it's fucking a hundred percent irresponsible of him to not only do what he did, but then to double down on what he did. Yep. And then to frame it in such a straw man way to be like, oh, they're calling it horse paste. They're calling it horse paste because they're making fun of you. Yep. That's why they're calling it horse paste, dude. Well, and they're because calling it they're, horse paste because some people are using yeah, horse paste. Of course, but it's all, of course. Yeah. But but seriously, <laughs> they're, they're calling it horse paste, you're right, for that reason, but then also because they want to make fun of you. Because yep. they want to make fun. We, I think everybody knows that there's a human drug for it. I read the Merck website thing on right. our show. Yep. There's a human version of this drug. We understand that. Yep. Yeah, and he, I think his, in his, his, his defense too, he says, Merck sells it. And it's like, yeah, they sell it and they say, don't take it for COVID. I know he didn't even look at that, right? <laughs> Maybe in the yellow page, phonedirectory.com. Huh? You're obsessed with finding this payphone. <laughs> They're out there. They're all out there. I can't deal with this anymore, Ian. I quit. You can't quit. Where will you go? How will you go? That's not, don't poke holes in this. I'm out. Whatever, Gary, go. You think I don't have contingency plans? What is that, Ian? <sighs> My contingency plan. Hi, guys. When you go to adamandeve.com and use code GLORY, you'll get... Ian, you're stealing my whole shit. 
Hey, you decided to leave, but our listeners will be leaving the savings like 50% off almost any one item when you use code GLORY. sound like that. Well, it sounds like when you use code GLORY, you also get a free gift for you, a free gift for them, and one you both can enjoy. You didn't even mention the six free movies. Yes, I did. When? Just now. That was me. That was me. I don't sound like that. Hey, you're free to go whenever you want. You know what else is free? Gary, I mean, do you know what else is free? Uh, What else is free? (laughs) The free Free shipping. shipping. Yeah, the voice is kind of growing on me. Yeah, me too. I don't like when we fight. Me neither. For some reason, I thought of my first fight with Tyler. What? Huh? Okay, use code GLORY at adamandeve.com. Kind of a weird ending. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, the whole time he was him, but he thought he wasn't or something. I'd be doing more than fighting it now, you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, go at it already. <laughs> You're <laughs> young. Code <laughs> Glory. Are you looking for assistance with your yellow to white solid emulsion of fat globules, water, and inorganic salts? Well, you're looking for BetterHelp.com. This ad is for BetterHelp.com. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Check out BetterHelp.com slash CogDis. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. Send a message to your counselors online anytime. You can schedule weekly videos or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available also to clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, issues with locating an active payphone in your area. I did not approve this version of the ad, Gary! Anything you share is confidential, convenient, professional, and affordable. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash cogdis. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cogdis. What does that look like to you? Is the bear? Is the guy? Yeah. Seems more game warden thing to me. Well, it's illegal, Burton. I know that. Yeah. Hello down there. Are you okay? Excuse me. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Bear fucker. Oh, geez. This story is actually from Fox News. Uh, Three Vermont state troopers resign after scheming to create fraudulent COVID-19 vaccination cards. The reason I grabbed this story, Cecil, is I am concerned. This this just just caught my attention. I've seen a couple of stories about fraudulent COVID vaccination cards. Um, I am really concerned that our evidence for your vaccination is so easy to, to, to create. Yeah, like it's, yeah. I think about the one in my wallet and I'm like, 
I don't know shit about forgery at all, but I feel like if I were properly incentivized, I could bang that out in a weekend. Could easily go get one of these somewhere, you know. And and if I worked at one of these things, these these a vaccination sites or, or vaccination sites yeah. where they're giving them away, and I wanted to make a little money on the side, yeah, and I was unethical. Yep, you could take one of these and sell these for a couple hundred bucks a pop. Yep. Because they're original cards. True. Be like, they're on stock. You could fucking sock a few of those away in your yep. purse or your fucking, your your front butt or whatever it is. I don't know what they call those things. Those man pouches. Fanny pouches or whatever. Fanny pouches. I don't know what they call those things. But anyway, you could easily secrete one of those somewhere and, you know, maybe put it in your in your prison purse or whatever and carry it out. <laughs> Nature's you can't pocket. Use, you can't use the front and back piece, but right. you can still all use all the ones you know. in the center. But I, but essentially, you could probably, if I was unethical, I could easily make money off of that. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. And if you go to like pharmacies, pharmacies have that. I know you probably have to, there probably is cameras and shit in pharmacies where you probably wouldn't want to do it in a pharmacy. But I imagine in those, because when we went to go get our fucking thing done, that's like a fucking, it's like a National Guard hall with a fucking, a bunch of tables in it that I, I guarantee nobody yeah. would pay attention. These things are just like sitting in a box on stock and they're handwritten like, yeah. you done did this yeah. on it, you know, yeah. like stamped. It's, it's, we really do need to get to a place, especially as mandates become yeah, a sure. bigger and bigger yeah. part of our lives. Yeah. We really need to get to a place where the vaccination cards are more secure. Yeah. There is nothing secure. I, I, I looked at this and I'm like, man, if three state troopers, yeah. that's a low bar. Well, admittedly, though, state troopers, though, they are very good at falsifying paperwork. That is. They're you know falsifying what I mean? like, records. Falsifying records is in the police yeah, officer's wheelhouse. You know they, what I mean? Yeah, they, do you wonder <laughs> if they like, at the McClon McDonald stuff? Uh, are you kidding me? Look at how many people falsified their records true. here in Chicago when they shot a man dead in his back. Look uh, at how many people fucking falsified their records. Not so, a few. A and the other thing, too, is like, of course, a police officer did it because I, I mean, you see very often many police officers who feel like they are a hundred percent above the law. I thought about that too. Yeah. Like the, the arrogance of authority, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. tremendous arrogance of authority. Sure. I, I, I don't know. Like, did they just try to like club the fucking cards to death? <laughs> like when they got, just hit it with your baton again. <laughs> see if that works. <laughs> Whack it a few more times. I don't know. Handcuff it and roughly throw it into a car. The card is white, Tom. <laughs> I think mine is beige. I think it's... <laughs> but yeah, this is one of those moments where you just, you kind of hit your head. I will say though, good. Like good, catch them. Yeah. And good, you know, well, let's talk a little bit about the mandate, Tom. It came out very late today. Yeah. Uh, very late today. While you were driving over, the president gave a speech. And essentially, and, and I may be getting this wrong because I'm getting it from multiple sources and it's still sort of codifying itself in news stories. So it's why we don't have one. But essentially, the idea is, is that he's mandating it for all, mandating the vaccine for all federal employees, also mandating it um, for, he's, he's also making sure that every business that is over 100 people has to have this or weekly testing. Yep. And if you don't, and, you're, and people in your company don't comply, it's $14,000 per violation. Which is all, and, and all medical to, yeah. personnel. And all medical personnel. All medical personnel yep. as well have to be, have to be. I'm fucking excited about yeah. this. Yeah. I, and I, I do like one of the quotes, and I, again, I was just looking at an article earlier when we were eating dinner, but one of the quotes, I'll paraphrase a little bit, Biden said like, we tried to be patient, we are running out of patience. Yeah. And I mean, I think, 
know, the thing is, like, numerically, man, most of us are vaccinated. Sure. We are now we are now in the most category. Yeah. And I will raise my hand and say, I'm fucking sick of it. I am sick to death of the unvaccinated dipshits dragging this on for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's mean. Yeah. It's stupid. And at, at some point, you have to take control back from people who cannot exercise self-control themselves. You know, if I get a DUI, the first one I get in trouble for, but by the second or third one, I don't get to drive yeah. anymore. Yeah. Right? I think that's, I don't know how many strikes, I've never had one, but like, sure. I know that's the rule. The richer you are, the more strikes. The more strikes you get. The more strikes you get. This is, yeah, that's a genuine true thing. I, for you're sure. You're not wrong. Yeah, for sure. The, the, the point being though, that at some point, the state steps in and says, we gave you a shot. Yeah. Sure. And you continue to prove that you cannot do this responsibly yeah, and you put other people at risk. Yeah. When you continue to put other people at risk, then you lose the option. There's no more. You, you, this is it. This is it. You're done, dummy. And and we are at a point now where I hope that this is the incentive that moves people that were lazy or that just didn't want to do it, right? They're just right. like, I just don't want to do it. Um. I had a conversation with somebody today. So my work has mandated it. Now, the governor of Illinois had recently, within the last week, mandated it for all higher ed employees, faculty, staff. So anybody, faculty, staff, you have to be vaccinated if you work in higher ed in Illinois. That wasn't the case well earlier in the summer. But my my company, I'm in higher ed, they said, you have to be, period. Right. Then they did this well earlier. Good on Liberty U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, you know, yeah. Falwell's not that bad a guy, oh, Tom. He's not that bad a guy. Oh, I his, like wife, go- his wife likes I you. I love going on his boat. That's all I'm saying. I just love going on his boat once in a while. I get to rail his wife. It's fun. <laughs> they, they required this a while back. And someone sent me a message today that I work with. And they said, can you talk to me for five minutes? And I said, sure, no problem. And so I jump on a call with them. And they said, hey, so-and-so said you got the... Johnson and Johnson. And this is the only person under division who's a holdout. I found okay. out yesterday that this person is a holdout and they haven't gotten a vaccination yet. And the person said to me, Hey, you know, I had, I heard you got the Johnson and Johnson. Uh, what were the side effects? And I don't remember my side effects to be perfectly frank. I don't remember, but I lied. And yeah. I said, Oh, they're super mild. I said, yeah. I think I, I was like, I really expected it to be really bad because I'm trying to get this person to get right. vaccinated. Yeah. So I'm lying to him. I'm, like, I'm, I'm literally lying <laughs> I don't lying think yours were that bad, though. I, 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 I don't remember pretty, it being I, bad. I remember we talked about it. I don't it. remember it being that bad. So I'm, I'm, when yeah. I say I'm lying, what I mean is I'm lying about the details. Right, I'm not lying right. about the the, the, the... the mild or not The mild or not right, mild. Because yeah, right. it was mild enough for me not to remember. Right, what that's what were. I was going to say. I remember talking to you about it. And it was a non-event. Yeah, but I had said, I said to this person, I said, look, I said, you know, I, I even t- took it on a Friday expecting to have a bad weekend. And right. I don't remember it being bad on Sunday. I said, so I think I had aches. I said, I remember having aches. And I and I do remember having aches. Yeah. But I don't, and I think I said I had a low grade fever, but I don't remember. And then the person said, Oh, okay, that's cool. I, you know, I just I I I just been putting it off. And then they started listing all the anecdotes on why they don't want to get it. Right. And their anecdotes are my sister got vaccinated a couple of years ago and she wound up getting very, very sick. She had a vaccine injury from a, a different vaccine, something right. completely different. And she was up, you know, fucked up for six months. And I, you know, there's this and then this and this and this. There's all these reasons, right? That if this all happened to you, it might cause you to pause a little bit. Sure. And I get it. I yeah. understand. Yeah, same. But I remember I remember saying to this person today, I said, I said, look, my advice doesn't go anywhere. I don't care if you take it or whatever. I said, but 
Look, I, I would throw all the anecdotes out of the window. I said, anecdotes are anecdotes. I said, but you got to follow the data. And the data shows that everybody that has this vaccine has a much better chance of surviving a hospital stay or even going to the hospital than anybody else who, who does not have it. I said, that's the real data. I said, the rest of what you're hearing and what you're seeing, those might be ones off, twos off things. I said, but that's not the trend. I said, you got to follow the trend. And the person at the end of the call said, because they're going to get fired if they don't take it. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get fired. They, wow. they are losing, they're literally losing their job. Their boss spent a time on the phone with them to tell, try to convince them to get this thing. And then they told them, you know, get the Johnson and maybe get the Johnson and Johnson. The funny thing is, is the person can't even find a Johnson and Johnson now because they're harder oh, to they're find. Harder to get. Yeah. They're harder to find right. now. But in any case- Do they want that one because they're worried about the mRNA I think so. That's why, the, that's why they're doing it. And I even said that to him. I said, you know what? The mRNA, I said, if it worries you, the Johnson & Johnson is a tr more traditional vaccine. I said, right. so you should be, you know, if, if that bothers you, that could be something that you, And I don't, I'm not going to get into a fight with the person. Right. I just want him to get vaccinated. I don't yep. care how it works. Nope. And so what I did today was did my very best to try to convince somebody who was vaccine hesitant to get a vaccine. And I think I did. Did you? And so I hope that they're going to try to get vaccinated. That's one person. Yeah. It's, you know, it's great because this is the power of a mandate, right? It's your conversation plus the pressure. Yeah. Right. Those two things in combination with one another, because I bet you wouldn't have even had that conversation. No, not at all. It, the, the she pressure. was pushed to talk to me because right. of the, the Johnson and Johnson was the suggestion of her boss. Right. Right. And, and they said, do you know anybody who had it? Yeah. Yeah, we, Cecil's had it. We have to do this. We have to make people put literally put their money where their fucking mouth yeah, is. Yeah, and it, it is going to force people's hands. They're going to be upset about it. And at the end of the day, it's I. I will say I fucking admire Biden for doing this because this is a politically difficult thing for a president to do. I think he might be a one-term president. I think he doesn't give a fuck. I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be a one-term president. When I look president. at when I look at the big shit, I think yeah. he's just like, look, I'm fucking old. Yeah, I think he's going to be a one-term president. And I and I'll be perfectly frank. I think he's. I think he's kind of salt in the earth for a Democrat. I think it's going to be real tough for a Democrat to get to win the office after him um, because of the hard decisions he's making. Yeah, I I don't I don't think you're wrong. I think if he gets this three and a half trillion dollar infrastructure bill passed, I think if he gets the pandemic under control, and then he's like, "All right, that's it. I'm out. I'm not even running again." Like yeah. that's just I I. I I, I kind of think like a president probably shouldn't be able to run twice. I've been I, thinking yeah. about this more and more. Like, yeah. you know what? Term limits one. Yeah. Do it right the first time. Don't don't take your whole first fucking go at it as essentially a campaign speech for your second yeah, go at it. That's what it is. That's Just, what it is. Everybody gets one because I think the incentive then would be to do it really well. Yeah. And to do you get one shot at making your legacy. Sure. That's it. Yeah. I bet, yeah, I bet that would change people's, that would change everybody's mind on it. You, watching this at home, worship me. I command you, become my willing thralls and live eternally. That's all for this edition of the People's Court. Oh, the sweet, sublime feeling of complete obedience to your evil master. Come, serve me, the Prince of Darkness. I command it! Pray me. Let's go. Wait, Come wait, on. wait, wait one second. Oh, pray me. Oh, pray me. Remember. <laughs> yeah, I love everything about reading this story. See, so this is from Boing Boing. I did find it several other places, though. Spanish bishop resigned over his love for a writer of Satan-themed erotic fiction. Okay. So this is, so the, the bishop, it's Catholic bishop Xavier Novell. 
um, who, by the way, is not without his own controversy, incidentally. Like, he is a uh, exorcist. He backs con conversion therapy. He's been uh, hmm. given grief by the Pope. He's, like, he is, he is not somebody without controversy, sure. right? But he is also not somebody without a girlfriend because his girlfriend, his girlfriend. It, it turns out, which you're not supposed to have as a priest, really? is a woman named Sylvia Cabal. I'm Cabal, I'm sorry. Um, and they wrote such literary masterpieces as The Hell of Gabriel's Lust. And in the blurb for one of her works, the reader is promised a journey into sadism, madness, and lust, and a struggle between good and evil. God and Satan with a plot to shake one's values and religious beliefs. Who's the top? Who's the bottom between God and Satan? Oh, uh, 100% God's the bottom. <laughs> 100%. And not even a power bottom. 100%. 100%. Agreed. 100%. I'm not even going to fight you on this, Tom. Neither the ex-bishop, who is now 52, nor the novelist have responded to the reports, although Religion Digital quoted him as saying, I have fallen in love and want to do things properly. <laughs> and then it ends, the story ends with, Noel is currently seeking work as an agronomist. What the what? <laughs> it's like, I had to look it up. It's like a soil scientist. What? So like, some soil scientist is like, eh, to hell with science. I'm joining the priesthood and doing exorcisms. And then he's like, but I'll tell you what, man, um, pussy talks. I'm out. <laughs> here's what I want to tell you. I love the way those red tight, tight pants look. <laughs> what are these? Those latex pants. I love the way those look. I love the way those look when the chicks dress like demons on Halloween. Love it. I, I want to talk about the, the tweet I saw this week, though. Super funny. Um, this last week, because there's been a lot of fighting back and forth and we are going to stop before we are going to talk about this very in, in the next uh, story, but I did want to I do want to mention that there was a, a bunch of people talking about the Satanist the Satanist Church this yeah. week, and um, it's a shame Lucian Greaves blew us off because I really want to talk to somebody like a like a higher up right in that organization, especially now with this Texas abortion bill, and we'll get to it in a second about how they're trying to change that. But a bunch of people on Twitter are talking about Satanists and. Um, someone on Twitter was correcting another person by saying, Satanists don't believe in literal Satan. And then the person responded by saying, well, who believes in literal Satan? And the Satanists responded, <laughs> Christians. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nothing. We've said this before. Like Satanism isn't real, but if it were, it would be a denomination of Christianity. Yeah, it is. Because it has yeah, to be. Because it, that's what it is. That's if, right. that's if it was real. And we were even, like a long time ago, we didn't know what Satanists were. We thought they were, I thought, I thought they, they were, were like face value literal names. Satanists, yeah, right. like, like what I heard, yeah. what I grew up with. Right. Satanic but, panic Satanists. They're a joke. They're, right. they're, they're a troll. They're making fun of people. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I don't want just like a, a person who's like a Satanist. I don't want to do that. But no. I want to find somebody who's a like a, yeah. in charge of like a branch or a I want somebody lawyer on the or something. Yeah, yeah, I want to I want to talk to somebody like that. Right. So we'll yeah. have to find somebody. I'm just excited to see my Lord and Savior Baphomet represented in such glorious Italian stone. I do hope his eyes gaze upon me and that my allegiance is recognized. I don't know. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. This story comes from the San Antonio Current. The Satanic Temple begins legal maneuver to skirt Texas's new abortion ban. So, incidentally, the Satanic Temple is a recognized religious organization by the IRS. They are a... Yeah. So, the, the government... And that's so smart of them because that means that they are viewed by the government as a legitimate 
religious or philosophical organization. Yeah. So they they have established that. And that then gives them the cover to do this kind of trolling, but it's more than trolling, it's activism. Yes, it is. It is, it is activism. activism. Sometimes it's poking, but, but the poking always has a deeper, it really more foundational does. activist element. It really element. does, especially when they go after, I love it when they go to places where they've hung up the five, the, the Ten Commandments and they ask for a Baal statue to be right. post, yep. put up somewhere. And then immediately those Ten Commandments come, come down. right the fuck down. Although I guess there's a photo here where I guess they fucking won because <laughs> there's a, Fucking big <laughs> Satan statue somewhere that he's posing with. In any case. So, so let me quote right from the article. He says, this is Lucian Greaves. He says, I'm sure Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who famously spends a good deal of his time composing press releases about religious liberty issues in other states, will be proud to see that Texas's robust religious liberty laws, which he so vociferously champions, will prevent future abortion rituals from being interrupted by superfluous government restrictions meant only to shame and harass those seeking an abortion. <laughs> and that's the co-founder, Lucian Greaves. We talked about him before. Yep. He's the co-founder of uh, the Satanic Time. And I, I don't remember exactly what all their like, dictums or principles or whatever are, but one of them is something along the lines of, it's your body, you can do what you want with it. Yeah. And that is that is built into their religious framework. Sure. And that religious framework is recognized, at least by the IRS, sure. as a legitimate religious organization. Smart. I I feel like this won't work because good things that are yeah. sensible and yeah. have reason and logic yeah. attached to them don't work. Yeah. But it fucking should. Yeah. What they're trying to do is they're trying to ask for these pills day after pills, and I guess longer than day after pills, right? They're asking for a couple of different types of medication that are prescription only that they can give to people um, through the temple uh, under this act that allows Native Americans to use illicit, some illicit, what we call, would call illicit yeah, drugs. Like peyote specifically, peyote, I believe. What they would be, what we would call illicit drugs, but what they would call something for their own spiritual use, right? right. So it's a religious thing for them and we allow them to do that. The government, I don't say we, because I don't, I think fucking fuck you. If you want to take it, take it. But the government allows them to take it. Right. Um, and so without, without, you know, harm, without, you know, arresting them or, yep. you know, hurting them. We've already hurt them enough, I guess. You yeah. don't, need, don't need to hurt them anymore. But uh, but he, this is a great way to do it because he's framing it in that same way. He's saying, look, this is an important ritual for all of us to have this ritual of abortion. It's a very important ritual for us. And I love how it's framed because it's so very much like um, when the students get the Bible book from their school and the mom who's a humanist calls the Satan church yep. and they deliver these these books to the to the kids that are going to be Satan books. So you got to pass Satan these out too. Books. If you're going to pass out church ones, you, and they stop passing out the they church do. one, they stop yeah. doing it. And so in every place where they go, they either have to acquiesce to their, to their terms and hand out a Satan book or build a Satan statue or they back the fuck up. Yep. And... These people are great at playing chicken. They do it all the time. They they're, do. They, they just play chicken with all these people and they're just like, I ain't fucking flinching. I never fucking flinch. I want you to give us the ability to give out abortion yeah. medication. That's what I want. It, 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 what's beautiful about this is it requires these assholes to say out loud what is always lurking in the sure, background. Exactly, yeah. You know, and, and the- Show me your hypocrisy. Exactly. Show it to me. Yeah, you show are, it to yep, me. Show it to me or go lay down. Yeah, those are your two options. That's it. 
And it's such a brilliant thing. I really do love it. And, you know, there's been so many headlines this week that basically say, like, this could be one of the ways this falls is through this. I saw like five or six headlines. And I don't know, again, I don't know how- that this might actually this, have legs. That this might have oh, legs. Oh, that would be amazing. I saw five or six. I don't, again, I don't I, know how, I don't know how deep- the like like how law talky these people right, are yeah. because they could be just people who people are like, who are like that makes sense oh, to me I love this yeah. so right. whatever I I want what I want most is for the Texas abortion ban SB eight to be overturned and I want that to be overturned as soon as humanly possible so whatever does that fastest sure. is what I want but if that can be this I want that extra most sure. You yeah. know, I want it to, I want it to win this way. I want it to win this way too, where they where they have to overturn it because they're like, fuck it, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. We're not gonna go there. And we're not gonna we're not gonna give the Satanists, we're not gonna give the Satanists the thing they yeah. want. Well, we tried to abortion, and, but the Satanists wouldn't let us. And what I love is that the Satanists are pressuring them. And if it does go away quietly, I think the Satanists would be just as happy if it goes Absolutely. Up. They would be so happy that it goes Absolutely. away quietly. I think, I think so it's too. great. What a great organization. It is. Yeah. A loopy line for the spiral. A square, then the thinking chair, arms, back, seat, legs, there, our handy dandy notebook. So Tom, this week on uh, on our book club, we're reading Demon Haunted World. Uh, we read, this week, we read the chapter on the nature, pardon me, on the distinction between true and false visions. This is chapter eight in the book. Relatively short chapter. Chapter starts out uh, sort of talking about the environment that we're in dictates whether or not stories of supernatural visions are treated skeptically or not. So the environment is the thing that really right. handles that. And even in an environment nowadays that really does shun of stories of supernatural visitation, not paranormal visitation though, at least in his time, yeah. but supernatural, it, it sort of pushed that away. Even in those places, we are still okay with thinking, not thinking as skeptically about hypnosis. And he goes in through like a through a long piece about false memories planted and how hypnosis skills pulls these things out of people. Yep. And how hypnosis has shown many, many times that it's it's that it's the person telling the story is in, is implanting this in them. It's not the people remembering it. Um yet for some reason we still are we still think it's a thing that is good and that we should pay attention to. Doesn't hypnosis just seem like a weird defect of the mind? Yeah. Like it just seems like a like a party trick that your mind can do. Yeah. And like there are still people who think, oh man, hypnosis, that's how you get to the truth. And it's like, well, that's like partly true. It's, it's like a, a seven-year-old's truth, you sure. know, where it's all fucking mixed up. It's like truth when you're drunk. Yeah. You know, it's truth and it's exaggeration and it's like, like weird connections between things. It's dream truth, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I have no idea why people still hold on to the idea that hypnosis has any value as anything other than like a part like of getting to truth. Sure. Um, as a parlor trick. As a it's parlor a silly, trick. weird right. defect of your brain. Yeah, yeah. It's like a blind spot. Yeah. It's like a weird blind spot that yeah. people have. Some it, people, not everybody even has it. It feels like the cognitive, like, yeah. look what I can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So then he talks about false memories for a while. And then he also talks about history again. This is great because there's a lot of great history in this book. There's yeah. really a lot of great yeah. history in this book. Um, he spends a lot of time talking about um, the nature of visitation when it comes to the Virgin Mary. Yep. And he talks a lot about that. And one of the things that he seems to focus on quite a bit, 
which I really like, is that he talks about, especially at the end of the chapter, how sometimes it's in our best interest to lie. And the reason why we like these, these stories of these vegetations and the why they, they, they grab hold of us and why they grab hold of the people, especially the people who tell them, is because it makes them the center of attention. It sometimes confers wealth. It sometimes helps them, you know, it gives them self-esteem. It makes them, you know, there's all these pluses of it, of that false story. And we like, the, the, one of the reasons why we like conspiracy theories, it makes us feel like we're part of that crew that's that's pulling away the layers of the onion, revealing it to everybody right. else. And you feel like you're an active participant in figuring something out, which is why these grab hold too. Well, it's funny because, you know, as Sagan notes, you know, when these visions and Virgin Mary appears or or whatever, the their dictates are always these mundane, yeah. earthly, prosaic dictates. And, you know, a lot of times those dictates are like, and you should build me a church and it should be over here. And it's like, oh, I have a vested interest in the land that church is sure. on. Or I'm a, you know, it, the, the, the requirements of God always seem to coincide very nicely with the person who's receiving sure. the message. And they're always so earthly. <clears throat> they are. They're, they're always so earthly. There's never like, yeah. wow, I didn't think of that. Sure. There's no way I could have thought sure. of that. Yeah. That is a moral or other revelation that has never been sure. found before. And they also, most of these visions things, if they are, oh, you guys need to change your society this way, but they're delivered to some fucking milkmaid yeah. or some yeah, fucking yeah. sheep farmer. Sure. It's never to the king, yeah. right? Like the fucking king or whatever, yeah. whose guy's in charge, like I could change what. It, and these things were happening at a time where one person, one person was primarily in control yeah. of fucking everything. And you could change it so much by talking right. to the right person. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to come down and I'm going to find, I'm going to use the eeny, meeny, miny, mo method of divination. <laughs> Which one of y'all so important one? Is it the one that's milking the cow? I'll go over to that one. I like milk. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's a silly, stupid, but, but it's also in the best interest. He talks a lot about how very often these these shrines would then enshrine this area, but then also bring in lots of income through right. travelers. Yep. And then this church would be important. And the person who saw the vision would then be an important person and all that. So it's like, there's gain. So there's gain to lying, yep. right? There's gain to lying about the supernatural and it's not recent. It's not Trent Baker telling you that he saw God in a hunting jacket talking about <laughs> Trump's. I forgot you know about what I mean? That, like, he's, yeah. it's not, it's not yep. that. Yep. It is that, but it's not that. Yep. But it goes far, a lot farther back than that. I want to read a passage from this time because I stopped. And I was just like, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn you, Carl. So it talks about Ronald Reagan in this chapter. And Ronald Reagan oh fucking God, lied about being the person who uh -huh. liberated, oh liberated yep. Holocaust victims in Germany when he saw He's a movie. <laughs> It's not how he saw a movie mm. and he put himself in the movie, guys. Well, that I'm was an actor, president. so I'm basically in every that movie. Was our president, folks, for eight years. Anyway, um, he says that Mr. Reagan told an epic story of World War II, uh, and he, it turns out it was the plot of a movie, A Wing and a Prayer, that made quite an impression on me, too, when I saw it at age nine. Many other instances of this sort can be found in Reagan's public statements. Here's the quote, guys. It is not hard to imagine... Serious public dangers emerging out of the instances in which political, military, scientific, and religious leaders 
are unable to distinguish fact mm. from vivid fiction. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. See, so I, but I, mm. I, the first thing that popped into my head after he said that about the president misremembering, I was like, Michigan Man of the Year. The first <laughs> thing that popped into my head was like, Michigan Man of the Year. Because yeah. Michigan Man of the Year is a perfect example of this. It is. Michigan Man of the Year, Trump said he was Michigan Man of the Year. There's no such thing as Michigan Man of the Year. Same thing as Reagan. There was no, he was never there. It's a fucking movie. With but, all those roles, he could be Michelin Man Michelin. of the Year. <laughs> but, but seriously, the, the, it's a great thing for Trump to say because it makes him feel like he's important. Yeah. He was the, you know, the most important person in a place for a while. It gives him, it gives him recognition. It gives him notoriety. It gives him all the things that he wants. And so it's, it's, he's happy to lie about something like that. Well, it, it's funny because you thought of the Michigan man of the year. I thought of, uh, and, and the story actually came up this week. It's, it's damn near 9-11. And on 9-11, on Trump, we know where Trump was and where he wasn't. Yeah. And where he was, was in the New York area where he wasn't, was on, on the ground helping people sure. out. Yeah. But he has this whole, in fact, one of the things he said is, you know, like, my building was the third tallest building in New York and now it's the first tallest. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, he said he that. He said that. Like, he, afterwards, he bragged about it. I think that was on 9-11 that he said that. Yeah. Like, it was right. Like, but he now has a story that he tells about being on the ground and having hiring a, his own crew of people to help out and yeah. donating all this money. And there's no evidence that that happened. There's yeah. no evidence at yeah. all. Yeah. It's a story he tells to embellish the the the, the myth of himself. Yeah. There's no evidence of it sure. whatsoever. Yeah. But, you know, one of the weird things about memory is, and Carl talks about this in, in this same chapter, one of the weird things about memory is that we can be led to believe things that aren't true in our own memories. Yes, absolutely. And our memories are these deeply imperfect, not records yeah. of our story that, that we experience. And it's very manipulatable. Sure. You know, we've, we've talked about, I know I say it all the time, but like the meat is imperfect and it is imperfect. It's not like there's a fucking camcorder yeah. that our eyes are just the lens for. Yeah. And we just faithfully record everything that we, that we see and feel and hear and smell. It, very much the opposite. We are really inaccurate tellers of our own story. Yeah. And we can be manipulated intentionally and otherwise. And you can come to believe your own shit. Yeah. And at some point, like, I do wonder how many people have come to believe a story of themselves sure. that is not accurate. Yeah. We confuse stories that we read. We conflate parts of those with yes. movies, with TV, yeah. Yeah. with parts of personal experiences, with things we want to be true yeah. about ourselves. Yeah. We are... We are really imperfect and we, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, cause that's all of us. None of us are the exception to that. That's an important part to remember is that you are not the outlier. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're, and I am not the outlier. None of that. We are all deeply imperfect. So we should pause. This is an opera. This knowing that should really be the fucking governor on your own belief in your anecdotal experience when your anecdotal experience clearly clashes with other things you know about reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next week on Demon Haunted World, we'll be reading chapter nine. And chapter nine is therapy. And uh, we are encouraging everyone to go buy this book. So if you want to follow along with us, we're about halfway through the, well, maybe about a third of the way through this book right now. Um, and we're moving our way through it. We're really enjoying reading it. It's a great read. So much fun. So much, so good, so much good stuff about history and about and about uh, skepticism in here. And we're not even to the real meat of the book yet, which is later when he gets into some real heavy skepticism. So we're super excited to read it. 
buy this book. If you want to listen to Tom read it to you, you can become a patron uh, for as little as a dollar an episode and Tom can, uh, Tom can read this book to you. He reads each chapter and we post it online. I do indeed. So I'd like to thank our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank all our patrons, but we'd like to thank our newest patrons, Kyle, Matthew, Prudence Snoodle, Don't Ask My Name, That Zeke Guy, Teresa, Wild Matt, Karen, Nathan, and Musk. And the people who up their pledges, Craig, thank you very much thank for you. your generous donations. And if I mispronounce your name, like I said last week, you can up your pledge and I can, and make sure you phonetically spell it out. There you go. You up your pledge. And that way I can say it correctly. We got a message. Um, this is from Michael. Michael said, well, I totally agree that SB8 is primarily squashing women's rights. I think uh, we're failing to mention the other aspect of the abortion laws. They're designed to keep poor people poor, like every other law that screws around with the access to healthcare. And that's very true. They are made to not only discriminate massively against women and keep women out of the workforce. Yep. It's also made to keep so that a lot of those houses can't be two income houses or, you know, are very difficult to get out of poverty. And then it's also specifically, you know, I mean, you know, the, the, the single mom thing, you know, when a, when a woman yeah. becomes a single mom, it's, it's very, it makes life a lot harder. Much, much more difficult. And yeah. so, yeah, so it's yeah. sometimes that, that have that, that's a very often when abortion isn't easily freely available, you seem to have a lot of single moms. Yeah. I, I really do think that broadly our lack of political will to expand our social safety net is in, in large part based on keeping those class distinctions yeah. Where they're at. Exactly. Just you know? keep the status quo. Just, yeah. it, you know what? You know who's not going to compete with me for fucking jobs yep. and schooling? 100%. This entire class of people. 100%. If I disenfranchise yeah. them and, and hold them back from gaining access Absolutely. to the same institutions of power I have. Absolutely. Access. Got a message. This is from Perry. Mm -hmm. He sends in two images of Papa de Artisan's ice cream. It's a best hole in the wall ice cream. It looks like a glory hole ice cream stand. I want to go here. I want to go there too. I don't know exactly where it is, but Tom and I, maybe once everything starts to calm down, there's a couple places we have to hit. We need to make a cocktail road trip. We do. We have to do a road trip. We have to go to Detroit to try Detroit style pizza. That's something we have to try. Yeah. We also have to go to Connecticut, I guess, is the other place there where they say There is supposed that, to be that like, it's like baller the pizza place. best pizza ever in Connecticut. We've got to go to. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll figure out some other places. Don't have to go to like the Ben and Jerry's factory? And or the like, Ben and Jerry's graveyard yes, we got to go yes. to in Vermont. So there's a couple places we have to we're gonna, hit. We're going to have to. Cogdis yeah. road trip eventually. It's happening. One time in the future. Could we rent a giant party Good bus Lord, to do it if in? things ever got to the point where that could be a thing. How fun. God damn it. God, I miss fun. Stupid world. I miss fun so much. <laughs> the world so much, Tom. Uh... We got a message from Kendallin and Kendallin says, thank you for your outrage at the Supreme Court decision in uh, Texas abortion bill. Wanted to reach out and a reminder that trans men and, and non-binary folk often get erased in the discussion about abortion. Many people with uterus, not, uteruses, not just women, are affected by this decision. Genuinely true. Absolutely 100% true. There is, it's not just women. It is all people that can have children. All humans that can have children are affected by this decision. You're absolutely right, Kendallin. Got a message from uh, this is from <laughs> this is from M M I K or Mick, I guess. I don't know. I guess I gotta go slow on the mix. So Mick. <laughs> um, this is a great joke. What's an anti-vax's hipster's favorite band? And it's Bon Ivermectin. That's and great. It's just fucking, it's a fucking chef kiss. I love that one so much. 
Mwah. I wish I could use that on a, on a citation needed at the end. It's a really good it's one. A good it's pun. a good pun. very good pun. It's a great pun. Bon Ivermectin. That's very, very funny. Uh, we got a message from Nicolette. She says the school board reversed their decision. So last week we talked about the school board that was, was like, if students get used to eating, they'll become too spoiled or whatever. <laughs> Fucking awful human beings on their on their school board. And you could prove that they're it's an awful human, bunch of awful human beings on their school board because they reversed their decision on 831 with a 5-4 vote, Tom. I, how in the world is this a 5-4 vote? 5-4 <laughs> Who's still vote. like, you know what? I still don't think after much thoughtful <laughs> consideration... On this issue. And when they when they go up to vote, they have to push a little kid down <laughs> to vote. Uh, Corey sent in a message and said, I remember before graduation, some of my peers' diplomas were held for ransom for old lunch, uh, for leftover lunch money debt. That is just criminal. That's just fucking criminal. It's, the fact that we don't God. pay that for people that have graduated or whatever. Like, the, how much fucking debt? It's not a fucking casino, man. Right. It's, fucking, it, it's not like you racked up debt doing something irresponsible. You racked up debt having lunch. You had lunch every day. It's not like it's not like you went back like a high roller every day and be like, I'll take all your honey buns. <laughs> you know? He got a fucking lunch every Come day. Come on, daddy needs a new pair of mozzarella yeah, sticks. You like, know what I mean? Ah. It's like, yeah, anyway, you could fucking gold plate those chicken nuggets for me. <laughs> Come on. He's, he's just eating a fucking lunch. And it's probably, the thing is, is that anybody on that plan is getting the very basic lunch that right. everybody gets. It's the, it's the, what is it? The the prepaid one, and then they have an a la carte line. At least right. they did in my yeah, school. You don't get the a la carte line off you, your you school lunch. You don't school yeah. lunch pad. Right. You have to go to the other thing where they you, give you, you get a, the you get what you get lunch. It's the it's the punch card lunch. Right. It's yeah. the one where they in my high school they had you they gave you tickets. You got these like little okay. like so I was on school lunch where yeah. they gave you tickets. They instead so everybody else is paying with money and you got to like hold out your like little green so, ticket and then they take your ticket from you. So at my school everybody had to buy a ticket. But the uh, kids who got them free, theirs were pink. Why do they have to give out a different color? All the kids who got it free were pink. The other ones There's were There's no blue. reason for that. As I recall, that's how it was. See, and I remember uh, there was different colors and stuff like that. So there was a pink and a blue. And I think it was because the ones who got them for free got them yeah, different colors. Right. So you could fucking make fun of the kid. Because there's the got to be some shame right. involved yep. with getting a free lunch. There can't be just a free lunch. Yeah. There's no such thing as a free Sorry. lunch, Cecil. Yeah, no. We get to beat the shit out of you before you <laughs> eat it every day. Um, we got a message from um, Matt, number one, and he says, uh, can you guys please ask every listener in Texas to report every female Republican and their wives and daughters and aunts and nieces uh, of every male Republican in Texas uh, to get basically just report them for this new abortion thing? Uh, the thing is, is like, we've got to explain the law again. You, you can't... I know you're making a joke. So I don't, one, yeah. I, one, I know you're making a joke. Right. So let me get this out of the way. Ha ha. The other thing I want to say though, is this is this just to be the pedantic guy who I would send the email into <laughs> is that the law is actually targeting the abortion clinics and the people who help facilitate abortion. So you can't, even if we were to call on them, there wouldn't be anything to call there. First off, there wouldn't be anybody to call because you have to, you're calling a lawyer. Yeah, right. There, there's no, you don't report them. The way this, the way the system works, and that's what's so devious about this, is it is not a I rat you out thing. It's I file suit yeah. against a party that aided and abetted somebody who got an abortion. Yeah. So there, and there are there are organizations which have of their own volition volunteered to aggregate that data in order for them to uh, bring suit. So yeah. you've seen websites 
but th- that have popped up. But those websites that have popped up are private websites. They are not state-run. If they were state-run, then there would be state enforcement and the Supreme Court decision would have been different. Yeah, they're not. it's not state-enforced. Very intentionally, and again, we're not trying to be pretentious, it's just important people understand the law. Very intentionally, this is all a matter of individuals filing individual yeah. lawsuits yep. against other individuals. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's and it's also the person who's getting the abortion is not the target. Right. That is very clear from the law. It is a law made to scare people and providers of abortions. Right. That is what it's made for. And so the the, the and that's why it's so devious, right? That's why you can't you can't call in and and call and say a, a Republican got an abortion because they don't care what they care about and what the suit you can bring. So first off, you got to get a lawyer to do it. And then you've got to, or if you're the lawyer and you want to file suit, you have to file suit against the people who helped facilitate that abortion. Yep. So that might be the Republican who got his mistress pregnant, right? Right. That's certainly possible. And you can even just lie and say, oh, they got a mistress present. Then they have to show up at court or whatever and figure it out. So that's a possibility, right? Right. But the women, they're not, they're not the target. But the thing is too, that it costs you money to file a lawsuit. Yeah. So again, because there's no, there's not a hotline you call, there's not a, a place you report it, and then an agency pursues and prosecutes, you have to bring suit and that's not free. Yeah. So you have to hire an attorney, you have to f- filing and yeah. court costs. And, and if and you're the attorney, costs. you still have to pay that other stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. So nothing is free. Yeah. So. And your time's not free. Right. So yeah. 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 So it's just, it's just not a good, it's not, a, right. there's no good way to troll it, at least that I've seen. Right. You so. can troll these like, yeah. third-party websites, sure, the, the, and the, we should. The, and the fu- there, those are basically ambulance chasers. Right, They're exactly. ambulance chasers for, for, for abortion. Right. Tom, this is a great message from Kale. That school lunch story is insane to think about. Schools should always provide free lunches for the kids. The school is essentially looking after the kids for the day. Could you imagine looking after someone else's kid for a day and not feeding them? That's crazy. That is crazy. Right. Wait, like there, there was this like weird thing that went around in the pandemic where people were like, wow, it's not a daycare. It's like, well, but it fucking is. You drop your kids off there in the morning, you pick them up in the afternoon and they are legally responsible for the care of those kids in the interim. They have, they have, responsibility, not just to educate, but to safeguard those children. If you came to my house at 9 a.m., Cecil, and you left my house at 3, do you think there's any world where I didn't offer you lunch in there? Yeah. I mean, have you ever been to my home during a meal hour and I've been like, well, I'm going to have lunch. I hope you brought your own cash, bitch. Could you imagine doing that to somebody else's kid? No, that's fucking weird. Somebody else's kid comes over and you're like, okay, we ordered pizza. You can go play Xbox for a while while we eat. Right. Would you? Could you imagine doing that How to a child? Mean it? Oh, I, did your parents send you with money? Yeah. Did your parents bring? Because like this fucking pizza cost pizza's, me money. Pizza's expensive. Get the fuck out of here. We got a message. Um, this is from Sarah, and Sarah says, "Was this in your latest episode when you discussed the topic of insurance companies refusing to pay for unvaccinated patients? Your stance seemed to be in agreement with the insurance companies that these people don't deserve coverage because of their own stupidity." I had to write and say how surprised I am by this, particularly uh, as you follow the discussion with a segment examining how right-wing media is fueled by spreading anti-vax propaganda, convincing people that vaccine is unsafe and that the risks of coronavirus are overstated. So I wanted to talk about this this email. It's a very long email that essentially talks about, well, you know, I come from, you know, a place with uh, universal health care and I feel like this, you know, it's it's absolutely appalling that that's what the, the United States does is makes people pay for health care first off, but then to say that, you know, you hope that these 
financial incentives push people to get vaccinated, that's that's kind of terrible as you're siding with these, these corporations. Uh, I agree, and I would normally not side with a corporation, but I'm siding with a corporation in a sense like it's the lesser evil. There is, at this point right now, a public good that needs to be done. And the public good is more people need to be vaccinated. And people are unmotivated to do it. And if people, if, if individuals have to go to personal ruin through their own stupidity, and that pushes more people to do a public good, then I'm gonna, it, like, like the movie Pitch Black where Vin Diesel's the good guy, but he's kind of <laughs> the bad guy. In this case, the fucking, the insurance company's the bad guy, but they're still kind of the good guy because they're forcing people to do something that is for public health reasons. Yeah, and I, I guess I would, I would echo that a little similarly, but maybe add, because we have the system we have, which I do not support yeah, and wholeheartedly yeah. wish it was different, but we've got what we've got. And the insurance system does provide us a mechanism to create financial incentives. Yeah. And to, to have a shitty system and to live with it and then to have this one opportunity where that system might actually work in the favor of public health rather than what it usually does, which is to work contrary yeah. to public health. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it, man. I'm in with the devil on this one. Yeah. I just this one time I'm because it, it will save lives. Yeah. It's it gonna, will save lives. The, the net result. It's a trolley problem. Yeah. It's a, it, you're a hundred percent right, Todd. It's a, it's a, it's exactly a trolley problem. And it's, and it's net result is sort of a, a way for us to save more lives because if it pushes these people to do this and get these vaccinations, it's going to save lives because it's, yep. it's not, it's not just one pebble in a pond. These are, there's huge ripples that are caused by even one case. Of Absolutely. COVID. Yep. We got a message from Greg and Greg says, while women being, while being anti-women surely plays a large part in bills such as this, that's overly simplistic. The Texas House seems to have five women. All of them voted for the bill. No Republicans voted against the bill uh, and only one Democrat voted for it. Uh, so your, your argument, I understand your, if I understand your argument, your argument is basically if a woman votes for it, it can't technically be 100% anti-women. And that's just that's just not true. Yeah, I, the, the thinking there is, is just inaccurate. There are, there are lots of times where people vote against their best interests or against the best interests of a demographic that they do belong to. That happens all the time. There's a variety of reasons why that might happen. Somebody in Congress, and I don't want to speak for these women. I don't know anything about them or their motivations. But I can, I can guess maybe politically and for their job, it is not a good thing to be the lone five outliers amongst the cast of Republicans if you want to get reelected, for example. Sure. So that that could play into it. This, has, this bill also doesn't affect really affluent women. Right. If you're, if exactly. If you're wealthy, even, I mean, you don't even have to be wealthy. If you're solidly middle class, you can probably drive out of Texas. Yeah. And go get, so these women are almost assuredly exempt from the most egregious harms on an individual personal level. They probably have career aspirations that voting with all of their peers would propel them sure, to do, sure. right? I mean, they're in yeah. they're in this position and they're Republicans. They're probably past the birthing age. Right, that's very, very likely yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, and also there has been a narrative which has been spun around abortion, which has been spun around this idea of saving babies. And it's a bullshit idea, but there are people who believe, who that, believe idea, that idea, right? Sure. I, I can sell you 
the wrong thing. I can sell you something for the wrong reasons yeah, and get you to buy it for the wrong reasons. It doesn't mean that my motivation has ever changed. Yeah. It's just that if it's more expedient for me to get you to believe it one way rather than the other, I'm going to use that. For sure, for sure. We got a message from Asymmetra and they said, I just had a thought. If people are going to rely on God to protect them against the coronavirus, why can't they rely on God to protect them from the vaccine? That's great. <laughs> That's such a great line. I love that so much. Got a message from Aaron and Aaron sends in an image and it's a welcome to Texas sign. You're just going to have to go to our Very show good. notes to check it out. Uh, you'll have to go to our show notes, um, which is episode 594. We got a message from, uh, this is from Skip. And Skip says, uh, in regards to 592, the brief discussion at the end when you're reviewing your CCL, um, it's a CCL here. It's a concealed carry license. I don't know what it is. Their concealed pistol license. Is that what that CPL is in Michigan? Yeah, maybe. It says, my wife and I renewed our Michigan CPL last summer and all we had to do was fill out a form online and state said we reviewed and and state that we reviewed a multi-page document of do's and don'ts. Oh God. And then claim we fired our guns within the last six months. You don't have to fire it good, Tom. You just have to fire it. You gotta love that. Why even have a license? Super fucking amazing, let me tell you. Oh gosh. All right, so... uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll be back next week. Come check us out on live stream. We did a live stream tonight. So if you want to see that live stream, you can go check it out on YouTube and on Twitch. I think there's some problems with the internet. Comcast sucks. We'll figure it out by next week. But we'll be back next week, 9 p.m. Central. Check us out, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, go to those places and like us and subscribe and all that stuff. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.